0: back to episode 3 of Balm with B-Show, I'm your host Gavin B-Show, and just a quick note before we start this podcast, I'm going to switch up the um, style of way these are uh, put out, instead of every of day after every single game, we're going to start going every Thursday from here on to the end of the season, so it's um, there's more content to cover, about, to cover about URI, so yeah, let's get right into the episode. Rhodey's game last night against St. Bonaventure it was a major success. Um, If you want to recap it, uh, St. Bonaventure got out to a quick 12-4 lead, and then Rhodey, uh went on a run, went up at half, 34-20, and then St. Bonaventure started fighting back a bit, but Rhodey kept them off. They got down to 7 points, and Rhodey fed them off, and another close scare was at the end of the game when Rhodey turned the ball over, and they got to a 7-point game again with like uh, a minute 30 left, and they are pressing. Parodi ended up sealing the deal, 75-63. And some impressive performances for URI. We had Cyril Angevine, 14 points, 8 rebounds. Fats Russell, 18 points. And freshman Tyree Martin with 18 points. Which is going to lead to my player of the game, <clears throat> which will be freshman Tyrese Martin. 18 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. I love. uh, He's my favorite freshman so far this year. He's shown so much hope. He's determined with the ball. He can shoot very well from the corners. He can drive, kick, make a jumper. At the beginning of the season, I was a bit um, um, I was a bit confused because he would get open shots, but he wouldn't make them. Like he wouldn't be making those layups. I was getting very upset because of the shots he wasn't making. Um, more of, but he over the last couple games since the A10 started, he's been playing tremendously and. He really deserves that starting spot, which we'll get into. That Tyrese Martin started over Christian Thompson for the starting lineup. That's probably one of the biggest news of the day for the team. Uh, we'll see what happens on Saturday when Nureye plays LaSalle. But uh, I think they should keep it that way. Christian Thompson coming off the bench is a great asset. who has experience, kind of like a the thing they did with Jarvis Garrett and uh, Jeff Dalton Yeah, the experience of Jarvis Garrett come off the bench. But you had Jeff Down who could uh, pass the ball, share the ball, shoot the ball um, on offense more consistently. So I think that's what they're trying to do here, and I think it's working. I think they should stick with it for a couple more games as long as it works Um, because Tyrese Martin is one of those players where you want to keep for the next four years. He is really going to help this team win games, especially if you can start hitting uh, shots way more consistently. So, as we talked about, URI won 75-63 over St. Bonaventure. They're 9-7 overall record, and 2-2 in the A-10. And another thing we saw last night was URI shot 38.5% from three. Hallelujah! That is just great to see from this Rhode Island team because a team that struggles from shooting shoots 38%. I mean, to go from 12% to 38.5% is just a great improvement. And it shows how good this Rhode Island team could be at times. But they got to get more consistent. They got to get it above 20, 25%, 25% every single game to um, be real contender in the A-10. And also, very efficient. 54.3% from the field. I mean, that's just another great aspect of last night's game. They shot the ball very well, and they were efficient with the ball when they had it. Turn the ball over a lot, though. Not going to lie. They had a lot of turnovers that game. And they did go 20 for 26 on free throws. But, yeah, 16 turnovers. It's a lot of turnovers. But 76.9% from the free throw line. That is very good, especially when you make 20. 20 for 26. That's another good thing for the Rhode Island team. And nothing we saw last night, that 38.5%, they only shot 13 threes, made five. But it shows that they're not shooting three as much unless they're sure it's going to go in. Uh which means they're trying to look for the better shot, not just for the three, which they've been struggling out, which is um, a smart move by the Rhode Island team. And we're going to uh, move on to who they're playing on Saturday. LaSalle, who is 3-13, and 1-3 in the A-10, and I don't know what to think of them uh, because they started off 0-10, of course, but they came in with a lot of hope in the A-10 to win a couple more games because they lost a lot of games by... Um, point a lot of close games, and I think they can really make a dent in the A10. By my I mean, dent, not like go and win the A10, I don't think they can do that, but I'm thinking maybe uh, finish 9 9, 7, 9 9 around that area. But I don't believe that's gonna be true anymore. We saw them, they struggled against George Washington. George Washington had a terrible half, first half against Sal, and then George Washington. Well, I said, would probably not win another game. One against LaSalle, 59-57. And that just that just shows how weak a team could be, as strong a stronger team could be. And it hints the inconsistency of the A-10. But, again, I think Rhodey can do very well against LaSalle. All he has to do is shoot well from three. Uh, LaSalle is 30.7%. From three pointer, which is not that good, and they're less than forty percent from the field, so their shots aren't efficient, and they don't shoot that well from three. Or not, I won't say that well because we shoot terrible from three. Um, but for a team, uh, that's gotta win games. We play teams with much more three point percentage, so we're gonna go on with that. And they do let up thirty four point five percent uh percentage on threes on defense, which is a lot. Compared to Uri, Uri is very good at that. They're like in the 20s, um, mid-low 20s. So that's something to look out for. And of course, the person you look out for on LaSalle is obviously uh, Pookie Powell. He averages 16 points a game. And another guy to look out for for this LaSalle team is uh, Jack Clark, who shoots 41% from the three-point line, which is uh very well. But another thing about Pookie Pal, 29% from three, which means he's not the best three-point shooter, but he can drive, hit jump shots, find ways to the basket. And Isaiah Diaz, another guy to look out for, 11.7 points a game, 40% from three, 36% from the field. So it shows that his three-point shots are the only shots he really gets up, and the field goal percentage just, uh, dips once he's out, once he's inside that three-point line. And those three, I think, Powell, Diaz, and Clark are the ones really to look out for um, for this LaSalle basketball team. Now, there's one concern I have, and it's that the roadie Rams are on the road. And I don't think it really comes into effect against most teams. But, well, of course, teams have uh, like VCU and Dayton, of course, home comes into effect. But a bottom-tier team like LaSalle, Rhode Island has struggled against teams like LaSalle but over the past few years. I think they had a close game in overtime last year against LaSalle and <clears throat> they I think won by they lost by twenty two years ago at home against LaSalle. So I mean that's something I'm uh, willing to see and hope the good a good outcome comes out because this Rhode Island team I think could do a lot of damage on the road but also they might not show up and come out flat and Not play at all. So that's a concern I have for the Rhode Island team. And that's going to be it for LaSalle. And since these shows are um, changing changing to every Thursday instead of after every game, Uri also has a game on the 23rd of January against VCU. Probably one of the biggest games of the year at the Ryan Center. So we're going to hop right into that right now. So the VCU offense has been struggling a bit from three. Only shooting... Uh, 29.7% from the three-point line, but only holding opponents to 27% from the three throw line, uh, three-point line. So that's something to look out for. Their field goal percentage is at 42%, which is very good for a team. Shows their efficiency inside the paint and not at the three-point line. Um, they average 69.5 points a game, but only give up 63.3 points a game. That's something to look out for because that trap defense can really kill you. But what I saw last year was different. Um, you have VCU's trapped uh, defense did not work against Rhode Island when they played them at um, the Siegel Center. It was just terrible. Rodon cut like it through uh cut through butter. It was just um, very ineffective. Very ineffective in that way. And they average only like fourteen point five turnovers a game, so if you take advantage of those turnovers and they create a lot of turnovers. 16.5 turnovers of game. But they, they also averaged 20.5 fouls a game. Which is decent. It's a little high. But I mean, you were right. got 36 fouls against West Virginia. So, um... Yeah. That's something to look at for the game. And some players to look out for Um, on VCU. Marcus Evans. 13.7 points a game. Shoots uh 41.2% from the field. Very efficient. And then uh, a couple more players. Isaac Van uh shoots uh forty percent from the field, so and then also DeReante Jenkins who shoots eleven point four points per game, shoots a three ball, decent thirty two percent, thirty two point four percent, and Marcus Santos Silva, six eight point six points a game, but averages seven point one rebounds a game and sixty percent from the field, very efficient, kind of like Hassan Martin esque. Mm-hmm in that matter of efficiency and field goal percentage. Fifty percent from the free throw line. That's terrible. Um, so you really wanna get them to the free throw line, uh, that person to the three throw line. Um zero percent from three. So he hasn't made a three all year. So we should just let him shoot. <laughs> um so yeah, looking at the roster, they're a um pretty tall team, no one below six feet. But again, their tallest person six ten and after then it's six eight, six seven, six six, six five. They have height and depth, but I'm not saying they're really tall. Um, fats kind of a disadvantage. He's five nine, five ten. Um but yeah, I don't really see a height advantage besides uh Michael Gilmore, who's uh six ten senior. Um, besides that, you have Sean Mobley, six eight. Uh and then you have Marco Santos Silva at six seven and then Corey Douglas is 6'8", but then you have 6'6", 6'5", 6'4", 6'3", 6'2". So, not a big height advantage. They have their height in spurts, but yeah. They did beat Texas this year at 54-53, which is something to look out for. And they only lost by 8 to Virginia. And they lost by 4 to Charleston, a team that URI played this year and lost by, I think, 6. 13, but it was really like a six-point game. Only loss of the year is against Davidson by seven in the A-10. So, they have won five of their last six. They're playing UMass 6-30 uh, Saturday. So, we'll see how they do against them at home. They should really take care of them very easily. Um, and they play URI, coaches versus cancer game. So, yeah. That's going to be it for... Redon, I think Rodon's keys is to break the press defense and—well, obviously break the press defense— and shoot the ball well, of course, like every game. Uh, because if they shoot the ball well, and they share the ball well, uh, it's not just to just shoot well, be efficient with shots. And it's obvious that like, when Fats has like a certain amount of assists or more, I think it was like 4 or 6 assists, you rise 7-2. So if he can share the ball more, uh, be a little less um, trigger-happy on the three-pointers— um, and get more efficient shots still make threes but like be more efficient on uh possessions I think this red team could uh defeat VCU. So yeah. We're gonna move on to the A ten and the scores um across the A ten Tuesday night and Wednesday night. Tuesday night St. Louis almost loses to Fordham. Almost loses to Fordham. 63 to 60. Good win with twenty points. Javon best with seventeen Assam French with 9 points, 8 rebounds for St. Louis, 63 60. And then the shocker today night St. Louis, 61. Davidson, 60. Clover for St. Joe's, 18 points. Charles Brown, 11 points. Bynum with 12, 9 assists, 7 rebounds. um, But yeah, Davidson loses to St. Joseph's, a team that wasn't shown that strong. I think they were owned for. One of their players had a gruesome uh, leg injury. Um, I think it was that night or the game before. So, um, yeah, so I was surprised about that. And going on to Wednesday night, of course, you had URI, 75-63. George Mason beats Massachusetts by 5 points. Uh, Kyer, 22 points for George Mason. Green with 19. Otis Livingston with 12. And for Massachusetts, Milan Pipkins, only 9 points. So, in other games, Duquesne at Richmond wins by six. Carey with 21 points. Weathers was 12. And for Richmond, Gilear with 22 points. Golden, um, Golden with 14. And the Canadian KO, um, 23 points for the uh, Richmond team as they fall short. And then I think the big game of last night was obviously VCU-Dayton. VCU 76, Dayton 71. Marcus Evans with 17 points, Jenkins with 13, and uh, Van with 9 for VCU. And Dayton um, Mike Sell with 11, Jalen Crutcher with 14, and Jordan Davis with 17. And then the one I was talking about earlier George Washington and LaSalle. Justin Mazzullo, who actually is from Rhode Island, went to Hendrickson. Scored 11 points for the uh, George Washington team. Uh, Jack with 10 points, and Nolan with 12. LaSalle, yes 11, and Kimbrough, 8, and Carter, 9, for the George uh, for LaSalle, huh, my bad, for LaSalle, and those are the scores, and we're going to get right into the standings, in first place, you have St. Louis at 4-0, George Mason in second place at 4-1, then Davidson, VCU, Duquesne, and Dayton at 3-1, then you have Rhode Island, George Washington, St. Bonaventure at 2-2, and then Richmond and LaSalle at 1-3, St. Joe's at 1-4, and, and Fordham and UMass bringing up the rear at 0 and 4 And another stat about LaSalle to look out for, they only score 69 points a game uh, on average. 68.8 to be exact. They're 0-7 at home. They haven't won a game at home. That's something to look out for too. And they let up 75.5 points a game on average. And again, they've lost a lot of close games. Um, Lafayette, they lost close to. Villanova, they lost close to. Um, so, yeah, games like those that really, really uh, hurt their record. As they did play those teams very well, but they just ended up on the losing end of those. So, yeah. So now we're going to move to um, across the country news. And the thing I want to talk about right now is Virginia. 81-59 over number 9 Virginia Tech. That is a brutal beatdown of their rival by 22 points. And in this Virginia team, I, I've been calling it all year, or since this podcast has started, that they're the team to beat in the ACC. And after the loss of Duke, I think uh, Virginia should really hop up in the rankings um, on Monday. But I think that Duke... Would have a hard time with Virginia, especially uh, with that defense. Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome, and this team can go far away. I don't see. This is a different team from last year. This is not the team that will go to the first round and lose to UNBC. This is a team that will crush team like UNBC, exploit them, and have a run all the way to the Final Four. And I see. I don't see why they can't do that, but because it's such a strong team. They're so well-rounded. Their defense is great. Tony Bennett's great. i been praising him. And if there's a number one team, the hottest team, power rankings, whatever you want to call it, it's Virginia. Easily Virginia. And they're also the team to beat in the ACC. Now, going to the Big 12, I don't think... Kansas, this is the first year in a long time where there's multiple teams who can beat them out for the Big 12. Teams like... Uh, Texas Tech, teams like Oklahoma State, teams like Oklahoma. there There's many, uh, oh, Iowa State, I was going to say, that can beat this Kansas team in the Big 12 tournament and snap that very long streak uh, of Bill Selfs. But I don't see it happening. I think, even though without um, their center, they'll still win the Big 12. I'm not worried about them losing to Iowa State, um or any of those teams in the regular season. All I'm worried about right now is the Big Twelve Championship and Kansas is gonna win that. They have the most experience in it. Bill Self doesn't have to handle the Big Twelve tournaments. And I just think their experience and will really crush. Now, let's get into a topic that is very odd. The Pac twelve is very, very weak this year. They have I think they're gonna have one big conference. Which is rare. For a group of five to have a one-bid conference, that is just terrible. Um, But there's a lot of teams that can be in that one bid. You have UCLA. Oregon could be there. Arizona State. But I don't really see really this team, uh, these teams, doing that well in the NCAA tournament. Um, Whoever makes it or if there's another team that's added to it. um, I don't really see them going that far at all, first round, second round exit, and that's my hot take on the, um, Pac-12, and when you look at, like, um, conferences, like, the Mountain West and similar situations to the Pac-12, you have a couple strong teams, New Mexico, um, New Mexico, Boise State, Nevada, but we all know Nevada's gonna win that conference, um, they have five, um, transfer, uh, all their starters are fifth-year transfers, and they have a lot of experience, so I don't see them having a problem in the Mountain West besides New Mexico, who can really take who took them down earlier this year. And another conference to look at is the Big East. They're gonna have a lot of teams in this year. Um, of course, the champion, um, but it depends on who wins, because if it's a military team like. Uh, Providence, which is, um, which can happen. Uh, there's gonna be more teams than you think. We can have Villanova in there. Saint John's gonna be in. You have the big, uh, the biggest championship. It could be Providence in there. Marquette's gonna be in there. That's already four teams, and they're not even a Power Five conference. Even though they should be considered a Power Five conference in the uh, NCAA Division One, because they're much better than the Pac-12. If they did a challenge, the Pac-12 would lose by. A lot, a lot. That's all I gotta say about that. And another conference that's emerged, like the Big East, is the SEC. Now, for the longest time, SEC used to be Kentucky's conference. No one could compare Kentucky. But ever since like last year, or the year before that, teams have really stepped up. Teams like um, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, um, Alabama, teams that are not usually basketball schools. Have stepped up um, and played good ball in the SEC and challenged Kentucky. Even though I think um, Kentucky's of the front runners, they're not the front runner this year, as Tennessee is very good this year. They're dangerous. With Admiral Schofield leading that team, I don't see how they can't um, win um, a fair good amount of their games in the SEC. Um, Tennessee just contro- controls that conference, and I really want to see Tennessee versus Kentucky in either the semifinals or the championship of the SEC uh, basketball tournament because that would be really good. To see, good game to see um, a younger, uh, less experienced team like Kentucky plays a team like Tennessee that has these players that come in and have stayed over the past couple of years and really have experience. So it's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a fun game to see, especially not just in the regular season, but in the tournament because that's where the stakes are higher. Uh, higher seeds are on the line. Um, one seeds, two seeds, um, five seeds, six seeds for Kentucky. So that's something to look forward to in the SEC. So that's going to do it for this episode. It's a little shorter than before, but then again, we're going to have two games to talk about and one to two games uh, for the future for Rody Next episode, Thursday, January 24th, um, It's going to be an episode four of Ball with B Show. So, yeah, Saturday, January 19th, Rhodey plays at LaSalle in Philadelphia. Should be a good game for Rhodey to take advantage of those road wins. And, of course, January 23rd, big game for Rhodey against VCU at home at the Ryan Center. So, that's going to be a wrap. And, as always, Rhodey, Rhodey, Rhodey.